0: This is Allison Lee, and you are listening to CraftCast. And on today's show, I'll be chit-chatting with Ms. Monica Lee from smartcreativewomen.com, as well as some music to share, some books to share, some apps to share. So let's get started. Show number 173.
1: Starting the day again, oh yeah. Letting the sun shine in, uh uh-oh. I'm gonna dig within myself. Uh oh. Life may be never what you think, but I think I'll just go with it and create something new. Ooh. Just get your
0: You. Well, hello, 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 and welcome back to another, another few minutes here with me, Allison Lee, talking from the CraftCast studio, catching you up on all the latest news. Uh, a big hello to all my, my podcast listeners. Uh, it's always fun to connect with all of you and hear from all of you. Such a pleasure. All of you who've been supporting the show for so long. So what's been going on here? Well, it's Memorial Day weekend, and uh, it's sunny now, which is nice. Yesterday, we had hail. We had hail, and it was like a little bit of a hurricane for a while. I don't think they called it that, but all my porch furniture flew literally to the other side, which that's a first. Uh, Trees down, you know, hollyhock said bye-bye it was too much for them. Uh, and now today it's sunny. Oh, yay. 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 Time to, uh, dry up all of the mess that's out there and clean up mother nature, something else, right? (laughs) When she says I have something I got to do, she ain't kidding around. So now today I'm hoping to enjoy a bit of sunshine going out walking. And, um, you know what I'm even thinking of doing? I'm going down, there is a store here in town, uh, and it's called, I think it's called Hickory Diggory Dock, I think, or maybe the Christmas store, not the chain, Christmas shop. Anyway, I went in there finally after years of just going by saying, I think it's the sign says it sells, Clocks, Beer Steins, and Christmas. What can I tell you? I'm not always in for That's not usually on my to-do list. But I went in last month and was delighted <laughs> by the experience of uh beautiful cuckoo clocks you know from the black forest i think it's called oh my gosh they were gorgeous and an amazing display of all of those christmas setups and homes which have now taken over into halloween as well and ornaments but beautifully displayed those whole villages and i'm not setting that up that's a lot of work but boy it was fun to go in there and see someone else's creative expression and then you know mega beer steins and uh it was really enjoyable. So now it is on my to-do list today because the other thing they had is wind chimes. Uh, To walk into the store, you walk through a pathway of all those wind chimes of all different sizes. And I've been really wanting one of those that make the deep sound, you know, the big boing. I'm thinking, I hope I don't come to dislike it, but um, I'm going to go down there and see if Uh, I find one that I just must have. Anyway, that's on my list today. That and a little barbecue and catching up on a bunch of fun jewelry projects. Oh my gosh. If you're listening to this right away and you're into making jewelry and taking some of the CraftCast classes, do not miss. First of all, there's a holiday sale going on. Uh, 25% off. Type in the word holiday in your order. We have had the best fun classes the past weeks. Uh, Polymer clay. Polymer not supposed to say the clay part anymore, has been the focus. And uh, oh my gosh, the past two weeks, the polymer, clay, the polymer, about the word clay, polymer uh, jewelry that Melanie Muir and Debbie Carlton have been showing us how to make. I have full intention. I want to take a whole day off or a whole week off and just play and make these things. They are so freaking gorgeous. And Anyone out there who's shaking their head going, oh, there's no way I could do that. I have not done polymer clay. And I believe watching the video that you purchased from this class, because I need to watch it too, <laughs> I'll be able to make them. I'm telling you. The turquoise black cuff from Debbie and the rock-like um, pendants to make. Oh, they're they're rock-inspired. They're sort of just crystal-inspired. Just go look at them. Go look at them. Really cool. It's also on my list of things to do. Uh, And then otherwise, um, I'll be going out to Chicago uh, next month in June. My son, if you're anyone's out there in Chicago listening, he'll be opening in a new play there called Hero, uh, which is very exciting. Yes, he plays the role hero. And uh, that's something I'm really looking forward to. And just really enjoying the garden. Oh my gosh, all of you out there who garden, the roses. And now they did sort of eat the dust a little bit in this wind yesterday, but they're amazingly hardy. They are just filled to the brim with blooms. Uh, Of course, those will all be coming down soon and then I'll go out there and clean up all those petals, but right now it still looks beautiful. Even the rain, they seem to manage through that. It sort of blew me away. So that's very exciting as well. I really enjoy going out there and being able to um, pick flowers. Uh, My fun summer things, picking flowers... Uh, not having to put on many clothes in the morning, you know, especially if you sleep in something that you can sort of just throw a different t-shirt on top, <laughs> telling you all my secrets and go walk the dog, love not having to wear lots of clothing or change clothing often. Uh, and then being able to, when it, uh, when it's bad weather, just go into the studio and, and create something. Also reading, reading something great fiction. Uh, which I'm hunting around for right now. I'm still reading The Hunger Games. I haven't finished it yet because I don't make a lot of time to read fiction, but it is good. I will say that. Put that out there to all of you. Uh, and that be that. So um, let's see. What else is up? I'm working on for the fall. Um, oh, this is cool. If any of you out there are doll makers, I am sending up the fall 2012 um, classes, the itinerary, and there's some good ones in store. And I'm expanding into other areas. I'm going to be including the fiber arts. Time to expand. And oh, I am so thrilled. Um, A woman who makes dolls. Oh, but just not any dolls. Marlaine um, Vilhart, I think is how you say her last name. Uh, She's featured, I think it's this month, in the um, Doll what's it called? The doll quarterly, you know, the mo- wonderful doll magazine that comes out quarterly, a big thick page pages done by Somerset publications and her work is crazy, gorgeous, insane. Okay. And I'm not even a doll person and it's, it's art. It's exquisite. Anyway, she's coming on board to teach in the fall. She's going to be uh, teaching how to sculpt the heads first off, and then she'll do how to do the um, hands and feet, all the thing, all the, all the parts important to doll makers and it's freaking gorgeous. I was blown away. So anyway, I spent yesterday talking to her. She lives in the Netherlands. We had a wonderful video chat. can't tell you how much it thrills me to talk to artists around the world. It is just the best. Love that. And then I get to bring it to all you guys. So there you go. That's a bit of what's going on, there, on here. Going to the gym, all the normal stuff. Love my, what is it called? The band's um, TRX. Love going to doing those hanging bands, the TRX. Uh, it's sort of like Pilates in the sky. If you've thought about it, try it. It's fun. if you've seen it at your gym. Love it. Okay, so onward. Who did I talk to that I'm bringing you today? Monica Lee. No, we're not related, but we do have the same last name. Uh, I saw Monica's site, I guess, surfing around. don't know exactly how I came across it, but loved it. Smartcreativewomen.com. Uh She's into um, a channel that helps women, features women running businesses creatively, and she's all into sharing all the lessons and the mistakes. And what better idea is that? Because, you know, we learn from other people's mistakes. We know that. You know, it's it's a great thing when someone says, "Here's the things you need to make this, but I don't mix these two together because it'll explode, <laughs> or it'll make mud, or it'll be nasty." or it'll smell. I mean, don't you love when people give you the direction? Always so much easier. So it's a great idea for a site. Uh, Here's some mistakes I made sharing it all with people. Uh, And then if you have the app, I'll remind you of this again later, but if you have the app, um, Monica shares the biggest mistake women make starting businesses and how to avoid it. So if you have the app, make sure you listen to that bonus question. Um, If you don't have the app, just go over to your place where you buy apps, iPhone droids, and and you can pick it up there. Uh, so that's who I'm going to be talking to. Before that, I have a piece of music I love by Ben Mason, an album called easy and a song called never, or it could be the reverse. I'm not sure. It could be an album called never and a song called easy. Uh, and he's from Melbourne, Australia, which I love. Uh, so I'm going to be playing that in a minute. Um, I also have, Oh, I just want to go over before I play that song, some books. Um, And you know what? I fell in love with these books. And then because I love them so much, I went and talked to the people and did interviews. So I'm going to give you the heads up so you can get these books before the interviews come up. One book is called Heat, Color, Set, and Fire by Mary Hetmansberger. And that's all about making – it is jewelry making, but it's all cold connections, different kinds of ideas. Uh, I just tried one of her ideas where she actually takes copper and puts – you know, the embossing powder they sell – um, in the art supply stores for scrapbooking mostly. She puts it on metal and it works. Anyway, the book's fabulous. And it's, I'm going to call it non-traditional metal making ideas. Really fun. Um, but I did an interview with her too. She's going to be coming up soon. You'll love. Mary's a hoot and holla. Hoot Love talking to Mary. Uh, and then I talked to um, Alison Arden. Hmm Lots of names similar here. Uh, Her book, The Book of Doing Everyday Activities to Unlock Your Creativity. It's the book of doing. Which at first I went, I don't want to do anymore. But then I picked it up and read it and realized, oh, this is fabulous. Had to talk to Alison Arden, who's the uh, publisher of Advertising Age. So anyway, another great book. The Book of Doing Everyday Activities to Unlock Your Creativity and Joy by Alison Arden. Check that one out. It's very good gets you going, gets you thinking. And then quickly, some apps. Um, I don't think I talked about this one yet. The OMG Draw Something where you, um, it's sort of fun. I do random drawings with people. So here's the deal. You open up the app. It gives you a word, uh, violin, snowstorm. It it gives you words like simple, medium, hard. Okay. Simple, violin, hard, Uh, medium, snowstorm, hard. Justin Bieber actually saw that. And so you have to draw one of those. And then you play with someone that you either know or random, and they have to guess it. And then they do a drawing and it comes back to you. (laughs) I find it enjoyable, frankly. Sitting around, there's some television on the background I'm not really interested in, and I'm having fun drawing with someone somewhere in the world and guessing their drawing, So that caught on very big. And then here's another one that's sort of cool, Snip Snap, and it's a coupon app. Now, you know, I've talked about my coupons before and I love them, but I forget them. What can I tell you? And I don't, you know, and it gets me very upset if I go to Michael's or AC Moore and I don't have it with me. Uh, also, another one I love is Bed Bath & Beyond. You know, I like the 20%, the 40%, the 50% off. Not really keen on the 5% off, but anything above. So this app, you take pictures with your phone of the coupon. And that way, when you go to the store, they're all on your phone and they just scan that little code right off of your phone. Fabulous. Yep. That's called Snip Snap. Their little line is, never forget a hoop uh, a coupon at home again. <laughs> a coupon at home again. No, a coupon at home again. Love that. So there you go. Let me know if you try it out and you like it. All right. So back to our music. Um, First, we're going to hear a piece of music by Ben Mason. He seems like a cutie patootie from Melbourne, Australia. And then I'll be chit-chatting with Monica Lee. this site. So I had to contact my next guest today, Monica Lee. Her site is called smartcreativewomen.com. Don't we all want to be that? Love to be that? Have to be that? So I'm fortunate today to talk to the founder of that site, Monica Lee. Welcome. And thanks for coming on CraftCast.
2: It's <laughs> oh, fun. Thank you. thank you. I was so ex- That's very nice. I'm so glad you found me. That means I'm doing something right.
0: <laughs> right? Somehow you got out there. I stumbled across you, all of our social media. Well, now fill us all in, including me. I've read a bit of your background, but how you came to be the founder of smartcreativewomen.com. dot com?
2: How I came to be a
0: smart creative woman? How you came? Yes, right. How did you come to be that? Was there a class you took somewhere?
2: I know. You know what? Actually, that was, I think, a moment of spiritual nirvana. God came out of heaven when I thought of the name, and then realized that the URL was free because that's all. He oh yeah, that was meant to
0: but, be for you then.
2: You know, because then when I'm contacting people they're instantly complimented because right. you know, are great women. But my background is I um you know, I'm an illustrator. I was illustrating um and started a greeting card company years ago, all the while while I was a uh, flight attendant, an international flight attendant. And I got out of that uh fairly fairly early on and took a bit of a hiatus and then got back into illustration and did some children's illustration and uh, which led to book covers. And I kind of realized I was getting a little bit more work in editorial illustration. And then kind of like some licensing deals found me. Nice. Because I'm the type that likes to show up at conferences and I show up places. And so... Tell everyone
0: uh, what that means to get a licensing deal in that arena.
2: Well, you know, it's kind of... I was fairly familiar with that. It's a real hot thing right now, you know. But uh, back in the day when I had the greeting cards... Um, and since I was also a green card rep in uh, gift stores, I knew, you know, of Mary Englebright and Tina mm-hmm. Designs, that you can create a piece of art, get it licensed onto different products. When I create a piece of editorial art, I get paid once. Boom. That's it. And a licensed uh, product, you get a royalty, almost like you would get a book royalty, although it, I have to say it's a pretty complicated, it's a complicated industry. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I've, some of my most popular uh, guests have been trying to explain it to people um, because, uh, you know, your stuff, your art is being used to sell something, whether it's a shower curtain to bedding to a coffee cup.
0: And hopefully you're getting a part, some part of that sale every
2: yes, time it's Yes, a very May. small percentage, right. sometimes bigger percentages in different areas and... Um, you know, sometimes uh, smaller ones, and it depends, and there's... I Of course, I started to jump... I thought, I'm really going to jump into this, because I like the gift industry. I've always liked the gift industry, and I jumped into it right in 2008. Yay, good timing, Monica! Mm.
1: So,
2: <laughs> so that wasn't good timing at all. Uh, but, um, you know, since I have started Smart Creative Women, I, it has taken off so much that I sat down and forced myself to do some painting this last Sunday because I've been, man, I've jumped into the technology. I'm having so much more fun, if you can say that, um, talking to other creative women.
0: Oh, you don't have to tell me. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So now you've segued a bit from doing your own art, creating it, selling it, cards, and you segue into starting a website, and what was did you have an overall mission statement for that or concept?
2: Oh, I really did. You know what? I think that uh, it sounds kind of funny. I really wanted to um, encourage women to what I found myself doing, Allison, was I found myself I would show up at some trade show or something. I'd meet a friend because I'm that type of chick that meets everybody on the van from mm-hmm. the airport, mm-hmm. and I would hear a girl's story, and she would say, this is how I use my art to make money, whether it was on Etsy or with PDF downloads. or." And so then I would meet another girl that was struggling, and I would say, well, let me tell you about so-and-so. Right. And I would find myself repeating these stories and leading them to somebody's website, see what she does. Right. Not as in go copy her business model exactly, but here is somebody who's doing it and is successful doing it, and I just thought, that's what I, I can't keep repeating these stories; my throat is getting sore, but I really wanted everybody to sort of um, also hold each other up. I don't, I am a big person of not liking uh, gossip and any type of snarkiness, and I Think that once a woman meets another woman, all that goes away. When you haven't actually met, then you almost feel like this person might be your competition. Yes. But as soon as you meet, it just falls by the wayside because you're on their side. I
0: all the so important. That are,
2: oh, you guys! I think especially for women. I, and I also like the idea of. Um, I had a launch party, and I, I know some of the artists' girlfriends, but I have a kind of shy. And I'm not shy, so I wanted to just give a comfortable setting for them to bring a business card, bring a girlfriend, and share your business card to learn how to do your elevator pitch,
1: get mm-hmm. confident, look
2: mm-hmm. them in the eye, tell them what your talents are. You just have to get um, get past that fear. So the idea was to kind of create a comfortable environment where, everybody was able to kind of toot their own horn, for lack of a better word. Right.
0: Which is very important.
2: Well, you know, it, uh, nowadays, it, it always has been, but I think there was probably a time that you could really hide behind your art, stay at home, um, send it a postcard off to art director somewhere, and... Uh, I don't think that that's the case. And you had reps.
0: You know, I worked with illustrators for years, being art directors of magazines, and you just worked with the reps occasionally. You got to talk to the artist, but it was pretty rare.
2: Yeah, and I don't think that's the atmosphere anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. And even when you have a rep, the rep expects you to hold your own. And so it gets to be really important to find your own voice, whether it's online, you know, where you can find your voice online. I actually interviewed a gal who is a copywriter, and she helps people, uh discover their own online voice. But it's really interesting, and kind of the idea behind Smart Creative Woman is not just to bring on uh, two-dimensional artists. I have interviewed two jewelry makers Mm -hmm. coming up, and this copywriter, because I think she is a creative woman, I I really um, believe in broadening the definition of what a creative woman
0: is. Oh, you're preaching to the choir here, believe me. Oh,
2: good. (laughs) Yes. I mean,
0: I believe that, you know, you talk to someone who is in touch with their creativity, I don't care what medium you're working in, you can gain some knowledge from them and just incorporate it into your own.
2: Yeah, and you know, I was joking with somebody the other day, and I said, by the time you raised children, navigated the world as a female, you're trying to do anything that is outside of what other people expect of you, you're tapping into some creativity, yeah, you know, and i I love um that some of these young women really don't have any real preconceived conceptions of what they should be doing, yeah, I agree with uh, you, so I think some of them that younger woman that has a lot to offer, someone who um uh, you know, maybe stuck in her own little circle. Yeah. Uh, so I, kind of the idea, too, is to bring on um, sort of veterans that have been around and done it, and then also to bring some exciting up-and-comers. I want to highlight up-and-comers, too.
0: Well, in my experience has shown that up-and-comers are the kind that also they've already embraced the... Um, new world of technology and social media in a way that someone older, just because it was not how they started, you know, they just don't come from that place. So right there, there's a lot to learn from, Uh, Yeah, you know, it's just a whole different um, grounding. You know,
2: and Allison, truthfully, uh, if they, the older gals, us older gals need to learn it. You, you've got to carve it out or you're going right. to hire it out. Because Correct. it's very hard to exist um, exist without it. But, you know, even these younger girls, not just the new technology, but I was at a conference and I didn't even have the website up yet, but I was walking around with, or I did, maybe I had a landing page or my other site, Monoclea Studios, had more good ones coming, you know, how <laughs> you do. But I had a business card, and I was talking it up, and I had a young gal, and she's um, on the site now, Lexi, from Dobbin Design, and she's out of Vancouver. And she marched right up to me, and she said, I would really like to do an interview. And I was really surprised. I was a little taken back. Because I thought, wow, there's not even one up yet. Right. <laughs> How do you know that? I'm not completely crazy. But she, once I actually started talking to her, I'm like, good for you that you had the gumption and the hustle Absolutely. to do that.
0: Absolutely. And there's nothing to lose.
2: Yeah, I admired her. So I actually just started um, today. I just tweeted it because <laughs> I'm navigating her. I haven't tw- I'm kind of had the love-hate relationship with Twitter, but I'm realizing that that's where a lot of, I have to say, Alison, a lot of creative women hang out on Twitter.
0: Well, um, you know why? It's because, in my opinion, I mean, listen, between you and me and who's ever listening, I mean, I was doing Twitter the week it started just because I'm a techno Oh, freak-o, okay. but it's now, <laughs> it's the it's the go-to place. It's, yes, there's lots for Facebook, for the other social medias, Pinterest huge, but Twitter gives you the immediate, um, the total immediate, and you, you can really connect with other people immediately. Like last night, I'm going to tell you, I was watching that show, The Celebrity Apprentice. But mm-hmm. what I was watching even more was the Twitter feed from all the people who were the stars yeah. on there, Clay Aiken, um, Lisa Lampanelli, what they were saying, because it's immediate. So it's a different feel and a connection with people than other things.
2: So they were yeah. It is. I I actually use Twitter as on my I'm on my way to conferences and to trade sure. shows, and right. I pick that up. And that's how like I've met people in airports. Right.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: And someone's well, well, like, "I've got three hours of sit time. Does anybody who's going want to have lunch?"
0: Yeah. Exactly. And, it's how I find my child too. Just you know because <laughs> oh
2: really no <laughs> yeah that's my my son's not even he refuses to do Facebook which I kind of have to admire him for like, um, and you kind of have to pick your poison. I've been a blogger for a really long time, right? Uh, and I've always liked it because it was visual. Uh, and being a visual person, I really started uh, watching other blogs because they were pretty, pretty places to go. Stop, you know. If I'm doing work and I need a visual break, you know, this was it. And you know, I'm kind of I I understand that that's what Pinterest does also, but that's almost like visual overload for me. And since I'm a talker, I like a blog that has some. Um, of the author's
0: input. Well, you see, that's what's great is there's so many things because you're right. If you're visual and a scrapbooker, Pinterest is fabulous. Um, anyone who's not familiar yet, Pinterest.com. Uh, if you want to be photo in a little text, you can be doing Tumblr. I mean, it, it just it, there's it's great because no matter what your voice is, your personal voice, you can find a way to get it out there. And that's what's, you know, a really good
2: thing. Watch those copyrights, girls. Watch those copyrights.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, you know what? And you know what? That'll always be tumbling out. I mean, it always has to go through and tumble out again. But, you know, it it does work its way finally to the top, like how that'll all work. It's just the problem of the Internet. It's the good, bad, and the ugly. But now let's talk more about what do you find is the um, beginning point for people in starting a business, is it, is the excitement, what is the biggest excitement part of it? Is, is it the actual thing they're making or wanting to sell? It's the wanting to connect. Is there something or is it, you know, all over the place? What's the first Well, thing? I
2: think people are kind of all over the map. You know, I think their excitement is that they get to do it kind of on their own terms. Okay. I think the, there yeah There's so many women that want to work from home, want to be available for their children. They okay. don't, you know, I was a flight attendant and I had to show up. You know, if my job, it just didn't go without me. You know, it was right. one of those things. So, um, I think women like the idea of being in control of their own destiny. You know, for, and it sounds big, but you are when you're doing something on your own, you kind of are in control. Correct. And it's, I also like the idea, because I was a unionized employee, and I knew when my next raise was coming, if that, you know, and I wasn't even in control of, oh, we lost 15% with this contract. Ugh. And, you know, um, I am very much uh, driven by the possibility of something.
0: Yes, the potential.
2: Yes, yes. Um, so that can be scary to some people, but I think a lot of women, once they see that other people are doing it, they um, all of a sudden they get that little glimmer of hope that, oh, sure. well, you know, maybe I could do it too. And it doesn't always, like I said, it isn't always art. Some women have just very, very creative ideas for their businesses. Right.
0: So, What's one of the ones that you've seen you thought that now that's creative thinking? Was there something that struck you?
2: Oh, you know, well, I'm kind of right now. Yes, I truthfully, I think this. I interviewed a gal that um, is a professional blogger. Now, I know that's not completely out-of-the-box creative, but I really... Um, you know, like the way that she runs her business.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It,
2: and I mean, this isn't the most uh, creative, but she times out. She does two tutorials, fashion, two tutorials. So she does... I told her that I thought that her blog reminded me of that magazine, Blueprint. Sure. That was one of mm-hmm. Martha Stewart's magazines. Yep, yep. But she has a whole flow chart of her advertising, because that's a lot to manage on the blog. But she also manages how much time she spends on each post, and she posts to two other websites also. And I think I didn't realize, like, so if she's gotten on a new shtick that this is what she's going to be posting and it takes too long, she kind of compares, is it worth it in my business for me to do these type of tutorials? And I thought that that was complicated and creative, and I admired her, and I thought she was a smart cookie for actually taking it. I listened to uh, Joe Pack- you and Joe Packham mm-hmm, talk sure. about how a woman can get caught an entire day in picking out the right feed <laughs> for a project. I was like, oh, no, I totally know what you mean. But I have seen some creative women that really rein in their time. And when they get really creative with their time, it gets to be kind of... Um, I think they're profitable, they're exciting, it has good rewards.
0: Well, I think you've just described in a great female way what's the essence of business because I always say numbers don't lie, they just don't. And you have to take the emotion out. And women, we want to sort of do that, you know, and spend that time. It's just sort of in us, I think. Yeah. but Otherwise,
2: we wouldn't parent.
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. But when you put the word business after it, you can't do it that way. Yeah, it's just right. it's just cold water in the face. It's just the way it is, and I, you know,
2: I figured you know when when I retire, or if you have a hobby, knitting is certainly not for me. I'm a slow knitter, and everything that is not ever going to be a business for me because I'm that's not profitable right. <laughs> remotely. Right. But and I think when I retire, I'll take all the time that I want and work on a painting for five weeks. Right. But the reality is, uh, you know, and, and I. Unfortunately, I think manufacturers and editors and stuff, they're expecting women or people to pop things out even faster. Correct. Yeah.
0: And thank God for the deadline.
2: Well, yeah, I'm a big deadline person. I've never met a deadline I didn't like, so I don't have... I'm always shocked when I run into artists that don't take them seriously. I'm like, oh!
0: (laughs) Oh, really? They keep moving them?
2: (laughs) Yes. And... The other people on the other end are okay with that. and I'm like, I would not even think that, but I
0: digress. (laughs) Yeah, we all find our situation that works. But I think for most people and creative in business, the deadline's important because it's set up that, no, you can't work any more hours on that. You have to stop, or we won't make any money.
2: (laughs) Yes, 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 and you know, I um, even have one friend who, uh, and she does a little bit unusual art. That she's uh, what she call a paper engineer. So she creates pop up books and pop up products. Mm -hmm. Um, But she is very knows how much she pays herself an hour. Excellent. Yes, and so she, when somebody comes to her and says, hey, we have this idea, Um, her name is Mary Beth Cryan, she can tell them, well, it's going to cost you $1,200. And, you know, I have found her very interesting because some of the people are, what? And she then goes through the process of educating them, this is how long it actually takes me to do this. Right. And um, I think she's been very successful at educating the people on the other end because they still end up hiring her
0: excellent that's a really really good story for everyone to hear know what you want for your hourly rate and then educate people and if they want it they will keep hiring because now they have the knowledge and they understand
2: yeah yeah and also some art takes time so it does so you kind of just need to explain it to people and i get very frustrated when i see some um, some things happen online now uh, you know i used to do greeting cards mm-hmm. and I, that's the only industry. Now I'm digressing, as we're supposed to be talking about smart, creative women. But I've seen that uh, the pay for that has gone down, mm-hmm. and I'm like, it still takes the same amount of being clever, the same amount of everything.
0: And why is the pay for that gone down? Because of everything electronically.
2: You know what? I really, I don't know. I okay. think um, the well, I would think because the creative art, art industry is like struggling yeah. um, a little bit. But also, I think this is all, one of the things at smart, creative woman is to kind of maybe even get to the point where, as a collective, uh, we value ourselves. A mm-hmm. lot of women doing greeting cards. We put that a collective value on ourselves. So, as a vo- a complete voice, we're saying, "No, that's not enough money." Yes,
0: I agree with Let's
2: you. Let's change this industry standard. And there were a lot of people that were talking about um, on LinkedIn trying to do that, even in certain areas of licensing. And um, you know, I, I, I'm a little engine that could, but I can't do that all of that.
0: So. No, it has to be. <laughs> it has to be that everyone just reach, reaches that agreement, so that it just then makes the switch. It's one of those, you know, universal flows that everyone just comes to. Because if you keep accepting less, it just goes less and less and less.
2: Well, and also then maybe you create a conversation as you hear. Um, Uh, some artists that absolutely say no this is my value this is what I see that I'm worth you know somebody found me through Etsy I know how much I can make on my Etsy shop so for you to come in and try to offer me less money for my same product that I'm producing myself and I already have an audience that doesn't fly and so those are the type of stories that um, I would like to come out and other women hear them and go oh wait
0: you know, I think it's also important for other women to hear the stories that you say no, because it's important to say no to certain things. You know, it's not your job. It's important. It's as scary it is if you don't say no, you can't make room for the job that pays more.
2: Yes. Yes. And, you know, when I was doing children's uh, work, they had the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators have a lot of home groups where mm-hmm. you can go join, and then you would hear a little bit more veteran uh, voices. And I think that there's uh, real value in that going. You know, this is what the industry standard is because you get in that industry for some. You get a lot of um, people that approach you that are not that are want to self publish and stuff like that. And so you have an easier time waiting through those emails when you've heard other people's stories and voices and advice. Right.
0: Right. But don't you think it's important as women that we share things that were taboo maybe a bunch of years ago, like how much you're getting paid, et cetera, et cetera, just because it's, I think it's important.
2: Yes. You know, and I started, I stumbled across when I was going through this phase of, all right, what is my next, um, my next, you know, iteration of Monica Lee, because I knew that I was working in silence at home with my art, which is fine, but I knew that this was not um, a feast for my personality, because all I was doing was looking for the next trade or conference where I could go talk to people.
0: I understand.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And so I had all my little um, note cards up, and I started Googling around the Internet, and I ran across uh, this guy who has an online show. Uh, His name is David Seidman Garland. His show is Rise to the Top, and it's a show that he interviews internet uh, entrepreneurs. He's interviewed like Seth Godin, Tim Ferriss, Uh, mm -hmm. and also a lot of um, online marketing. And I started listening to him, and it was completely outside the creative realms that I was circling in. And I just sort of thought, I'm learning so much by hearing, just hearing these people talk. Yes,
0: yes, you know, yes, I can buy
2: their products or I can not buy their products, but I thought, you know what, why not, uh, I, he's actually sort of my unspoken mentor, although he's technically my mentor now because I actually had him on the show, I, I interviewed him. Oh, good. <laughs> but I like the, um, I like the idea of the dialogue.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's the only way – where did I hear once – you know, you can either, like, reinvent the wheel or you sort of can climb on the shoulders of someone else who's done it and see what they did and spend, you know, get ahead faster.
2: Well, you know, back to what – when I said I found him, I am – he was talking to men, there's a lot of men on the site, mm-hmm. that, um, and he was talking about money. He would ask them, and those men would spit out the amount of money that they were making mm-hmm. they're making oh, yeah. because there he goes, they're completely like, I make six figures, and I made 50000 with this one. Oh, yeah, blah, they blah, love blah, that. Blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, and I had thought, okay, I'm smart enough to know that women will not necessarily talk about the actual numbers, um, and I'm still gotta get you know Alison to the point where I'm even comfortable enough asking um, because I, I I at least go what percentage of your income comes from this? That's great. You know, but I you know I've gotta get there a little bit better about that because I don't want to put anybody on the spot. But I um, I'm trying to show women that are all uh, you know. We're working at it full-time, enough to generate income. I like a lot of them hearing some of them outsource things because they've gotten so big. Some of them probably need to outsource. But So that's the sort of thing. I'll get to the point that if anybody ever wants to talk actual dollars, what happens was very interesting is after I quit recording, that's when
1: they
2: actually talk about money. <laughs> mm, yes, <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Well, it's an, are- it's an interesting,
0: it's an interesting comparison there, you know. But men turn it into a game, you know. Starting in this techno world years ago, it was mostly men, and I just sort of would listen, and it's like they make it a game. They want to beat each other with how much they made. It's a different emotional attachment than usually women have to money. It's yeah. just different.
1: Yes, we,
0: it, you're right. We need to make it more of a game that way, or not, or at least know that that's what the difference is. You
2: well, know? you're right. And that young girl that uh, that I was talking about earlier who approached me, um, Lexi, she had said she views her marketing strategy like a game. It, she said, great. if I knew that like a game, that's she right. said, then every day I think, I'll, oh, you know. How am I going to play and, the game? Yeah, instead of going... How do I market myself? Today? So good.
0: It's so good. Making it into a game helps so much. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and that's when numbers become a game and then it's sort of fun. And that's what the guys do. But I find you're absolutely right. It's make it into a game. Can I win this by doing that? Let me see if it works.
2: Yeah, that's right. You know, so I had five people sign up for my newsletter. That's a game. I had one unsubscribed. Shoot, I lost a point. I went back to jail, you know. Right. right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, you have to always look at unsubscribes as they're not your customer, so it's a good thing.
2: Well, you know, I'm new, so I'm still doing it. I'm still hanging tough. I imagine that when I start, um, I'm. Trying, you know, one of the things that I'm doing, and I'm slowly doing this, is that, like I had said, I want to introduce, I'm thinking of the audience and what might actually help them. I And I was surprised, like I brought on Ryan Stancy from Squarespace, so I met, he was a sponsor at a conference to all, Design Summit Conference that I attended, and I thought he, their product, Squarespace, easy website to put up. Because, mm-hmm. like, they're meeting women that they don't have $1,600. Right. what's the name a of the
0: company again? I'll put the it's link. It's
2: Squarespace. Oh, Squarespace. Squarespace. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Squarespace is, I think, 144 for a year, $12 a month. It's a great deal. Pizza. And so I, myself and my son, sat down and did two quick websites that each took, like, Two hours, right? And so I feel like I want to bring um, some resources
0: very important
2: for women also. So I'm kind of mixing it up a little bit, and I hope everybody just takes the ride with me <laughs> i think it's a great way you know
0: women are overwhelmed also with you know if i talk to someone oh, i don't have a website i don't know how to make a website and you're already down to like forget it it's too difficult but the truth is that there's many really good services out there now to get you going to get you to up on that first rung on the ladder yeah,
2: yeah. absolutely and you know i did uh, did i say this already i just started um uh, i decided to do a to a listener friday i just posted it on the kind of, you know, as you get a new website, then you have to take this off, put that on. Sure. and You kind of get the feeling of how things are going. But I, if people were signing up for the newsletter, I realized, oh, everybody's got these um, websites. And at one point in the newsletter, I said, come post your website on Facebook so we can see who you are. Right. And then I thought, well, why don't I do a thing where I'm featuring uh, somebody every Friday who actually listens and watches the videos, because the ideal thing would be is that we would all start buying from each other. Sure. You know.
0: Absolutely. Well, there's nothing like the Internet for that kind of growth. I mean, for me here at CraftCast, you know, now it's spread out to worldwide people taking class and buying recordings, and it's all because of that. It's all because of blogs and Internets and Facebooks and all that stuff. So it's a great way to spread the word around.
2: Yeah. That's the, that's the idea. Yay. (laughs) Well, it sounds good.
0: It all sounds good. It's all really important to have that for creative women out there. They find community is number one important, I find for people, for women, especially.
2: Yeah. And you know, I, Allison, I tend to, um, get the hold of people and want to give them a lot of advice. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's I was joking with someone that the name Monica actually means advisor. That's that.
0: Yeah, right. What does Lee mean? We share the same last name. Does that mean anything? Well,
2: you know, I was going to ask you. Internet savvy, I think. Yes. (laughs) Not afraid of technology. Exactly. That's it. (laughs) But um, I. (laughs) That's so funny. Is Lee your middle name or your last
0: name? Last name.
2: Okay, so it was my middle name, and then I made it into my last name when I got. That ditched the first husband. Oh dear, okay. uh, that's another. <laughs> that's another
0: show. That's some other show. Not here.
2: <laughs> yes, no. Um, but uh, I didn't figure that everybody wanted to hear my advice all the time, and so I found myself giving advice to other people's stories. Oh well, you might look at this girl who's doing it this right. way, right. and so this was my. I feel like it's my perfect way to give lots of advice because all Absolutely. I'm doing is, you know showing, highlighting someone else.
0: Yeah, you're spreading the word, a conduit for all the information.
2: And you know, just on a side note, when I, I had my other blog, Monically Studios, and it was really for my illustration, and I'm a pretty active blogger, but I was not necessarily comfortable talking about my own art every single day. Mm-hmm. There was something for me that was not like you know what, this is not what the big picture is all about. I know I need to promote my my art. So I started promoting other people, anybody I like run across you on Etsy. I'm going to do a story on you mm-hmm. and then send you the link. And I have been um, surprised at how many people are like, well, how can you bring yourself to link people away from your site? And I was like, really? I'm surprised you're asking me that. I said it's only up to my, my traffic, my... right." You know, everything. Right. But um, so I would sort of like to, you know, because I was talking to a gal the other day, and she said, well, we can make an argument either way. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm not sure I could make an argument where you just talk about yourself every single day. I said, at least talk about <laughs> your heroes in your field, right. you know. Yeah. So, I, so the smart creative woman is a good spot for me because that's how I think.
0: Yeah, uh, it's perfect. I got it. So. It's wonderful. Well, congratulations on getting that launched. Yay! <laughs> and out there, it was destined to yeah. be yours. The URL was just waiting for you to come along.
2: Yes, there you go. I kind of was surprised at that
0: one. No, it's obviously was meant to be. And smart, creative women, absolutely. And they're all out there. So it's a wonderful thing. And it's a great... Um, thank you for helping women and putting that all together to help them get on that next yeah. work on the ladder.
2: Yeah, I, want, to, You're doing I good. Really want us all to hold, kind of hold hands, lift each other up, encourage each other on the days that you just got a bad email the, uh, or somebody, you felt a little rejection, or on the days you just feel alone.
0: Yeah. So I hear you. We need that. We need that together as those a community. Days. <laughs> yes, we all, and that's the truth of the matter is that we all do, and it's still part of doing business the good, the bad, and the very special days.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, eat some ice cream, come over, listen to something funny. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you for coming on and sharing with me, Ms. Monica Lee. We're not related, but you know, I think we are.
2: Because I know we would love each
0: other. I know we would too. We would would carry on. (laughs) uh, You know what? I always say with the people I interview and I adore them, we would have a great play day together. Oh,
1: yeah. It would be
0: fun. Well, thank you so much. Again, it's Monica Lee from smartcreativewomen.com. Check out her site. And thank you again, Monica, for chatting. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that talk I had with Monica, her website, smartcreativewoman.com. I know I enjoyed talking to her. Uh, and remember, if you have the app, listen to the bonus question. Monica shares with everyone the biggest mistake women make starting businesses and how to avoid it. Always important. So check that out. Okay. So I'm thinking about the ET, the entertaining Thoughts section of the show. And this is something that, um, has come up. People write me questions. I shared it in my newsletter, which if you don't have the newsletter, you can come on over to craftcast.com and just sign up for it there in the little, um, box. I think you get still a, um, a free video, I think when you sign up, um, and it's, uh, the not enough time blues, especially as, a, uh, as artists and wanting to work in the studio. It's, there's not enough time. There's not enough time. There's not enough time. But here's, that, here's a dirty little secret I'm going to share with you. People don't want to hear it. This is something I wrote down. I really feel uh, empowered by it, actually, even though I sort of hate hearing it. It's the truth. Here's the deal. Time's a consistent and accurate measuring system. We blame time when things don't get done. But it's how we schedule our time that sabotages our results. Got it? See, I was having one of my Clarity Smart moments and and wrote that down. And it's just the truth. We blame that there's not enough time, but the truth is it's how we schedule our time that screws up running out of time. (laughs) So what does that mean? It means we're in charge of time. We're in charge of how we use our time. That's one of the cool things about time. It's consistent and accurate. It doesn't change. It doesn't get shorter or longer. (laughs) Minutes don't go, oh, today I'll be this long, tomorrow I'll be that long. Oh, no, it stays the same. So we have to work with it, not against it is the truth of the matter. And yes, I hate hearing it too, but it's just the truth. So what does that look like in reality? Really taking a look at how you schedule your time and making priorities and scheduling it a lot of things end up in our brain, especially studio time. We have it only in our brain and it never makes our schedule. You know the stuff that makes your schedule because uh, you, you can just sit down at the end of the day and see what made your schedule. So it's just putting that in. It's a reality check. Uh, and it's the, way it, you know, it's the way you get things done. I'll tell you, I learned it a while ago. People always ask me, how do I get so much done? You know, I don't get any more done then anyone else can get done. I just schedule it in and then do what's on the schedule. <laughs> so there you go. Play around with your time. Or decide, you know what? I'm just fine. I don't want to get anything else done and it's working out fine. It's either one or the other. But if you're, if you're wrestling with that, there's not enough time. Take a look at how you schedule it. All I'm saying. And it's a whole different way to schedule time this summer, is what I think. Which I call, I call as no scheduling of time. That's also important too. So that's my little thought for today. Hope that wasn't too heavy for you. I hope you're all enjoying uh, wherever you are. Lots of studio time, maybe a long holiday weekend if you're listening to this over the holiday weekend. Uh, but like I say, until next time, I hope you make the time to get your butt in the chair and keep crafting.
1: Just get your- I knew